0: This is yoga uncorked. Yes, let's go. Here we are. Welcome, welcome.
1: Gina's dropped the mic
0: twice. Literally smashed <laughs> the microphone off the floor twice. Don't so think it works
1: anymore. We, I know it was anchor, was it? Do we we're think?
0: not sure. We're going to have to check in, but we're maybe
1: it's just all the gods being like leave it off lads
0: yeah your <laughs> podcast shouldn't be sent out to the ether um but we've no. had nourishment we mm-hmm. had roasted chickpeas and yumminess and we've are having a hug in a mug tea and some honey for your throat mm-hmm. um and we have the most stunning guest oh and it's our first guest in person it's sexy shanty in my kitchen sexy shanty we've just christened her that um this is the most people that have ever been in my little home (laughs) i think at the same time but we are so grateful to have you here shanty steph welcome
2: thank you so much it is such an honor to be seated around this table with some lovely tea and chocolates and the goddess in front of us celebrating all things pleasure sisterhood sensuality mm, mm, mm. Mm.
0: um shanti brought us the most beautiful um cacao dusted liquid salted caramels in like mm. this bougie box and we said we'd put one in front of us mm-hmm. so that we could eat it during the episode as we talked about pleasure. But um, yeah. Did you eat yours as well? Yeah. yeah. Kelly oh yeah. Oh. So I was waiting, and you agreed, it. Oh,
1: you still have yours. <laughs> but, uh, well,
0: well, you obviously experienced the pleasure. I'm now going to experience pleasure. Talk amongst yourselves there. Well, I yeah. Uh?
1: Mm, I couldn't wait any longer. <laughs> no,
0: I That's. Okay. I thought you'd eaten yours as well. No, well, I'm, I'm a good go girl. A girl. I'm Get it in. <laughs> Um. While I'm enjoying this plowdiful cacao melt, um, do you want to tell us who you are? Mm-hmm. Just that little easy question. Tell mm. us who you are.
2: Who am I? <sighs> mm. Well, I am originally a Cork woman as well, like yourselves. Yeah. Although I've only recently sort of rediscovered myself as that. Mm. Mm, having left home... 10 years ago now, um, I left Cork to go to college and that took me on a beautiful journey to many different counties and countries and yeah, a lot of learning. So I started in psychology and sociology and then I got really into meditation, mindfulness, um, was drawn to India, with a friend after college and had a very life-changing journey as so many of us do in the beautiful land of India and so yeah then I went on to study some uh, a master's in mindfulness which I didn't get to finish because India called me back again and so I left everything in Ireland business boyfriend beautiful house in Clare moved to India and yeah went on a deep dive journey into yeah myself to really get clear on that question like who am I and yeah it was such a an incredible array of adventures and there I really sort of discovered my purpose and my passion which is embodiment, sensuality, pleasure, sexuality and really coming home to the self um, but specifically sort of focusing on the feminine, the divine feminine so I work predominantly with women and yeah I really support women to empower themselves by coming back into the body which is where we have been yeah, so disconnected from as I'm sure you talk about frequently in the podcast um that journey from the head back into the heart and yeah the work i do takes me deeper into the body and sort of to the womb um, and the yoni and yeah it's um yeah it's a really really beautiful calling that definitely presents its own array of challenges but i was called back home to cork just over a year ago now um, from Thailand, and yeah, it's been amazing to come back and be able to share what I have learned and explored and experienced and embodied with the beautiful women of Cork and mm. Ireland. Ah, oh, we're
0: so grateful you're here. Oh mm. my God, aren't we? The land, the land, and the wombs need you. <laughs> 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 um, and I always think it's very easy to be alternative in an alternative group (laughs) Mm. and then I always think there's such bravery and beauty in people coming back into a world that sometimes isn't as accepting of Mm. the majority maybe isn't Mm. and to be almost like a maverick you know Mm. um and i heard that word on a podcast recently that you shared kenny the ivor brown podcast Mm -hmm. where people often call him a maverick in the psychiatry world Mm -hmm. and he's like i'm just being myself Mm -hmm. and you know so i I love that Mm -hmm. it's like if when you call someone a maverick you're kind of focusing on that they're different to everyone else but actually you should be focusing on them being themselves so thank you and well done for for doing it because it's not easy all the time Mm -hmm. Um? Can you just explain what the word "yoni" is for those who maybe have never heard it or understand it?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So yoni is a Sanskrit word for, for vagina, but also it can also in, encapsulate, incorporate um all parts of the female, uh, genital or sexual anatomy, including the womb, the ovaries, the vaginal canal, the cervix, and the vulva. But in Sanskrit, it means sacred space our place where all of life comes from. <laughs> uh, Kelly's fist pumping yeah. here. <laughs> mm, yeah. So it really kind of denotes the the sacredness of this space, which, um, yeah, which isn't necessarily the first thing that maybe many of us think of when we think of that part of a woman's body, unfortunately, today in our Western world. But, yeah, it's definitely a big part of what I do to try and shift that perspective, to come back to this, again, kind of ancient awareness or knowing of the sacredness of um you know the sexual anatomy of both women and men um which really holds this very creative force this creative power um our life force energy from which we birth, you know life itself but also all of our projects all of our dreams everything that we create comes from the energy in this part of our bodies so yeah, so that's really um, was kind of the inspiration to what led me into what I do now, which is um, these beautiful gatherings of women, which are called Yoni Circles, which yeah, are where we go on a sort of an, embark on a journey where each week we explore a different uh, theme and topic relating to femininity, sensuality, sexuality and pleasure and yeah they're really really important um topics that kind of contain a lot of the information and education and tools and practices that we all really should have received growing up in school Mm -hmm. um you know as as teenagers as young women um and we never did so yeah again it's it's really an honor um and, and yeah just such a joy to be able to share this with with my sisters here mm.
0: Mm. yeah the the yoni is like having physically witnessed a baby being born mm. like I can't comprehend how anyone could not have reverence and awe
2: mm-hmm. at
0: this like you said sacred space that can do so much can receive and give so much pleasure yeah. so much life like literally this is the portal through mm-hmm. which life comes. life comes mm-hmm. and if you want to look at our body as this divine creation which it literally is like Mm. as a chemist I'm always like if one atom was turned around in a different direction within our bodies we might not exist we might Mm. not stay together so like if you want to look at how divine the body is and that this yoni was the space that was chosen or designed Mm. whatever way you want to look at it through to, to bring forth life like that's fucking incredible that's (laughs) my head exploding um and yeah it it through attending your yoni circles and other work i've done through connecting to this part of me um physically and also my femininity and my power as a human it's like wow did i really not love my body mm. for that long, like that is. And did I think that was dirty or unclean or mm. don't think Ooh. about it, don't look at it. You know, like mm. just um yeah, I I know someone who who says the only is the altar where your lovers worship. Mm. I was like oh, so Yes so please. <laughs> 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 yes, thank you very much. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's um it's powerful. It is and Ooh.
2: Yeah. Mm, yeah and this is really what was known within the the tantric traditions of sort of ancient india um where there was this reverence this like this deep deep awareness of the other as sacred and divine as every single one of us holding this this divine essence this divine spark and sexuality wasn't separate from that it was actually um in a way at the core because without it we wouldn't be here like sex affects every single one of us our sexuality affects every single one of us and yeah it's it's something that really deserves a lot more recognition a lot more education a lot more discussion um and because yeah without it we we see yeah some really sort of toxic and um yeah really unpleasant manifestations of when we suppress this aspect of who we are and so yeah i think mm. it's just so important to to open up these spaces and just to have this discussion right now you know where we can talk more openly about it because yeah it's so needed
0: and i think um like so much shame is connected with this stuff mm. and a lot of that unfortunately is from different religious organizations and especially in ireland the catholic church mm. um but you know it's like most things that are deeply powerful are often tried to be controlled Mm, i.e women Mm -hmm. (laughs) and sexuality Mm -hmm. and there's a phenomenal book um and i'll put this in the show notes called sex at dawn Mm. and it's totally scientifically researched and it's written by a psychiatrist and an evolutionary psychologist and they make a point in it which just really stayed with me that in every civilization in the world every country every culture every religion um people have sex okay and in some spaces having sex is before marriage let's say or having sex outside of their prescribed controls is punishable by death Mm. yet people still do it Mm. so what is in us that it's driving us so much to do this Mm -hmm. it's seeking pleasure but it's also innate and the point that blew my mind was that this is in our modern culture one of the only places we get to be primal Mm -hmm. where we get to play where we get to explore Mm -hmm. where we get to switch off the mind and be in the body Mm -hmm. and I was just like that resonated with me so much that it's like it's a primal act it's it's like we're craving going back to this way of being that we once Mm -hmm. had because it was probably quite blissful Mm -hmm. yes there was you died if you cut your leg maybe you know because you didn't have antibiotics but actually the rest of life was
2: pretty much more simple Mm -hmm. yeah when we when we for whatever reason don't accept you know this fundamental part of who we are as a human being like it's inevitably going to create yeah disharmony and, and frustration and challenge inside of ourselves and yeah we just receive so many mixed messages growing up you know from religion from the media like the the religion tells us one thing like for example like growing up you know especially as a woman in Ireland it's like religion tells us that you know it's sinful to have sex before marriage and pleasures of the devil and all of these kinds of things and you know to be a good girl and then we have the media and just the over sexualization of everything and yeah sex just being talked about all the time in music and it's really conflicting growing up in this world where there's just it's just very confusing and it's really hard to come across like genuine sort of you know factual informed embodied education around this now thankfully that's changing and it's it is becoming more and more accessible but like yeah getting this into schools like having these discussions with teenagers is just like so so important i'm such a huge advocate for it because like yeah just remember like my teen self and just how oh my god like it was just yeah you didn't you you had this like mishmash of facts and fiction Mm. from older brothers and friends and this and that and it was just like what was real what wasn't and then Mm. yeah you're forming your identity around that and it's like as you said so much shame so much confusion so much uncertainty so I think many of us go through kind of rather unfavorable sexual experiences at some point in our life especially in our early years and so yeah how can we start to change that how can we start to create more empowerment sexually from a young age you know it's just because when we are in our power you know especially as women with our history of oppression when we feel that connection to our power which comes when we're connected to our sexuality connected to our bodies connected to our femininity you know, we, we can rise. We rise so much stronger and we can really be that pillar of support to our families, to our communities, to ourselves. Um, and we're really, you know, so powerful. Like we're, we're incredible uh, resources when we're connected to our power, when we have that strong sense of self and when we're connected to our pleasure as well.
0: I think it's worth noting as well that like when this is quite gendered, but like when women are empowered, mm-hmm. Most of the time, everyone benefits. Exactly. Men and women. Exactly. You know, so it's kind of like, it's the opposite of like a patriarchy is where, it's not to say men dominating, but a more masculine energy or way of being is dominating. Often, everyone else below them mm. suffers. Whereas in a matriarchy, everyone mm. wins. Mm. It, a matriarchy isn't the flip opposite of a patriarchy you know mm-hmm. the natural essence of the feminine is to nurture and to grow mm-hmm. and i love i'm probably misquoting it now but like mm-hmm. you know give a woman a house she'll make it a home mm-hmm. give and let's let's take woman the gender out of it and make it the feminine essence mm-hmm. give them sperm they'll grow a new life mm-hmm. you know it's like all of these things and how you know that, ner- that feminine essence can just create such abundance mm. from it mm-hmm. um i think it's really beautiful mm, yeah absolutely mm. yeah
2: as they say empowered women empower women mm. and yeah it's so true
0: i would really say empower humans mm. you know mm. i mean it is lovely to focus on the feminine because mm. we've been oppressed for so long but mm. yeah i always feel like it's uh you know there's that really irritating phrase happy wife happy life mm. have you ever heard that mm. men often mm. say that like you know i know it drives me absolutely insane as in like just say yeah to her and happy mm. life but there's a truth in it mm. in the sense that in a home traditional structure of a heterosexual couple let's say by and large if you know the do i want to or do i even agree with this now as i'm saying it like <laughs> I'm not saying everyone in the house should pander to the woman of the house, yeah. but it's by and large that feminine essence, if that feels supported and settled, mm-hmm. everyone flourishes, mm-hmm. children and mm-hmm. adults, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Joel, I'd love to ask you, mm-hmm. unless you've anything to add to that, do you? Um, can you describe or explain? For us the difference between sexuality and sensuality because mm. this is something that was a game changer for me mm-hmm. i That's never thought about it before
2: mm. yes for sure it's a great question and i think yeah so so unconsciously we kind of lump the two of them together um and kind of think that they're one in the same and yeah it's really not very clear like how they are different and while they're definitely connected. Um, oftentimes we can be, if we're in our feminine essence, we can be more sensual in our sexuality. Now we can also be sensual without it having anything to do with, with being sexual or our sexuality. So from, from my perspective, sensuality is really being of the senses, having this deep awareness of and connection to our five senses but in a way that's really embodied and mindful. So we're just really aware and present to the information stimulus that comes to us through our senses and deriving pleasure from that, enjoying that. And it's really about enjoyment and pleasure that's for us. It's not for anyone else, but it's just for us. And so that pleasure can come in literally so many shapes and forms. Um, just from having like a really hot cup of tea after a long day, or just like rubbing your hands across your pet cat's lovely furry back, <laughs> or just you know a warm hug. Like there's just so many ways that we enjoy pleasure, um, and then sexuality obviously is you know pertaining to our pleasure in a different way, in a in a sexual way, in an intimate way, um, and yeah for me sensuality is as a feminine essence to being and it's just like something that I really live my life by when we're connected to our sensuality we are we open up the door for so much more of our femininity to flow through Um, It's really like this gateway that connects us to our vitality, to our radiance, to this innate sense of joy that I believe is within each one of us, but sometimes can be sort of turned down um, because of the various stresses and strains of living, you know, a busy life. And I think there's so many demands today on us to you know have the perfect career and family and life personal life and all of these things that oftentimes are sensuality which is so deeply interconnected with pleasure is kind of left at the wayside and i did this for so many years like pleasure would always be at the bottom of my to do list um you know even fun like things that i really love to do i would always put work and other people and things i had to do like ahead of my my pleasure And then when I really started going deeper into this work that I do now, I started realising that actually, pleasure is the fuel. Mm. Pleasure is really what lights us up, what fills our cup so that we can then go about our day and go and meet the people in our lives just from this full up place where we're just like brimming and beaming and radiant and that just spills over then into every area of our life and for sure when I start my day with pleasure like it massively changes the quality of the rest of my day
0: we spoke Mm. about this in our episode with Gayatri Casey Mm. and you know she was sharing about how she went back figure skating Mm. and she noticed that when she gave herself time to figure skate which she loved doing as a kid she was so in flow the next day in work you know um and yeah yeah, it's Mm. it's so true I mean imagine everyone going around satisfied and i don't mean sexually there now let's say or that may be how it is for you but like like i always think back to this primal sense of like what do children and animals naturally do again Mm -hmm. their social conditioning Mm -hmm. their shame hasn't been as Mm -hmm. ingrained as ours as adults and it's like you know kids will just take off their shoes and run through the grass the Mm -hmm. wet grass they're not thinking this is going to wet my trousers what if i step on a thorn Mm -hmm. like they're not Mm -hmm. thinking that they're just like this feels so good let's Mm -hmm. run you know Mm. so if we can at all channel some of that childlike Mm, you know I would say my niece and nephew and my dog are the greatest gurus I've ever met Mm. you know I'm like Mm. whenever I'm really stuck I'm like what would they do Mm. you know love
2: that beautiful Mm. and another thing on that point is and you were kind of alluding to it there is like actually they are so unbridled in their pursuit of pleasure Yes, that's what they're always going for. They're going for what's going to make them feel good, mm-hmm. and again, yeah, we're saying uh, we're we're meaning pleasure, not necessarily in a sexual context. So there's a lot, you know, com- of conversations that we need to have around desexualizing pleasure, so that we actually separate that association in our minds. So, that we don't have like this heavy kind of sexual connotation when it comes to pleasure, so that we can then allow ourselves to go more in the direction of what makes us feel good. And again, that can come in so many different ways and i think as we grow up from being children when it's just like going after what we what we desire what we want what's going to make us feel good all of these limitations come in all of the uh, this shame comes in all of these stories of why i can't do that why i don't deserve Mm. to do that or have that or enjoy that and uh, yeah i suppose just to say as well it's i don't mean living this incredibly hedonistic life where it's just all about pleasure 24 hours a day. Not at all, of course, we need to have it be in balance with everything else. But I'm addressing the the reality that for most of us, we do not prioritise pleasure half enough as we want. And that desire didn't go anywhere from when we were kids. We still have that deep yearning and desire for pleasure inside of us, whether we admit it to ourselves or not. Um, and so the more that we actually own that and, and honour that innate need for pleasure because it lights us up, it fills us up and it really gives us that juice to yeah to keep going day in, day out mm. mm.
0: I'd love to put it out there to anyone listening to like take a moment and think what is it you used to love doing as a kid or mm-hmm. what is it that brings you great pleasure now mm-hmm. and maybe make a commitment to yourself now that you're going to do it every day once a week
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or what is it that stops you now you know? yeah just, just to that into your take awareness. a
0: conscious moment mm-hmm. even as you're thinking of the thing are you doing the like I was saying about my niece running through the grass like are you oh my trousers will be wet though but mm-hmm. so what yeah. you'll dry them yeah. mm-hmm. you know is is the enjoyment worth the mm-hmm. you know you
1: trousers? yeah so that's it
0: your is. homework <laughs> it is worth it it's always every, worth every it. single time. <laughs> <laughs> oh god beautiful mm-hmm. um do you have any practices or rituals that you love doing <laughs> well, <laughs> that you want to share <laughs> mm. that you feel would be quite accessible to everyone else? Mm.
2: Great question. Mm. Yeah, let me feel into this one now. Mm. Mm. I suppose, yeah, some of the kind of simple ones that come to mind is like, for me i'm a very touch based oriented person i love touch i think many of us do although not everyone will but this will definitely resonate with people who enjoy touch but just to like incorporate more of like slowness in the day-to-day moments when we're kind of going through like our daily routine of like just putting on some moisturizer you know like how can we slow that down like a good 20 30% and just enjoy the feeling Mm. like bringing more of a massage element into Mm. it um or even just like yeah a feather like touch like tuning into the body and seeing wow what way does my body actually want to receive touch right now and it can become something that usually is so unconscious and we're just like slapping it on and quickly rubbing (laughs) it in um to something like slow and sensual and um, something that can be really pleasurable and really enjoyable um, and then another one that I love to do either at the start or the end of the day is just like a, a, a massage like a head massage Ooh. sometimes even a hand massage or a foot massage um, yeah it's always Ooh. really well received will see yeah
0: I love to do it with food mm-hmm. and actually it's interesting as we were joking at the start Um, that you guys ate your chocolate before me because I'm the winner. You won the last podcast, I'm the winner. Oh, we're the podcast. greedy gloves. Yeah, no, i yeah. joking, yeah. not <laughs> at I'm all. But I know if you, were, if you hadn't been here and we weren't like talking about this topic mm. and thinking about it, that I probably would have popped that into my mouth and been mm-hmm. like, oh, that tastes amazing, <laughs> end of thought process. Mm-hmm. But because I knew we were doing this and I added there while you were chatting a minute mm-hmm. ago, I like felt the dust of the cacao mm-hmm. on my lip. Mm-hmm. I felt the, like, texture and the crunch of the shell of the chocolate, mm-hmm. the liquid of the salted caramel, mm-hmm. the saltiness, and it was like, this is a tiny little chocolate, and I got, like, probably three <gasps> minutes of pleasure from it.
1: I don't, th- I don't agree with you, because I... <laughs> <laughs> I notice anytime I'm with you, no matter where we are, and you eat, yeah. like, it's an experience. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> the noises you make... <laughs> just the joy on your face like
0: yeah
1: maybe you perhaps noticed it a little bit more
0: but probably that yeah i was i was definitely, slower i was slower
1: you're in your eating it's like, my pleasure thing it's yeah. Some, yeah, yeah it's a, it's Test. like mm. i'm guilty of it and i'm guilty of it because of bad habits i picked up from previous work situations aka if there's any hairdressers listening <laughs> if you get a lunch at all you're lucky so your lunch is someone is shampooing for you you literally have two minutes okay you're standing in the corner and it's so bad like but i i found it really hard to break that habit i eat so fast and while i love and enjoy food i certainly don't give it the attention the way that like i've been watching the two of you eat i was watching you eating your chickpeas and salad as well (laughs) and even just watching you it was something i really noticed on retreat as well i fucking wolf my food like Mm. and i'm really aware of it and i try and slow down i try and savor it i love it but you guys like it's an experience
0: (laughs) it's really cool to watch it doesn't take that much longer you know, sure it, it doesn't mm. like and you'll actually digest your food better practically. yeah Totally. But I also feel like for me anyway, food is three times a day at least. Okay. At least. And so that's three times more pleasure in my day. Mm. Now again, food might not be your thing, it could be touch. Yeah. You know, it could be music. It could yeah. be
1: Can I just mention something as well I noticed yesterday, now that we're kinda of on the topic of touch and stuff. Um I'm finding this really, really interesting. Um so I carry all my tension in my neck traps shoulders and kind of my jaw as well and I noticed my fiance last night he was kind of just rubbing the side of his face and his neck and I knew it was tension and he kind of isn't a man to sit down and receive massage Mm. and I was like why don't you just you know lie here and I will you know give you an Indian head massage and just kind of rub your neck and your shoulders so I did and whereas I carry all this tension and I have been, this is my area of tension all the time. I noticed that as I was giving him a massage and even like into last night and when I woke up this morning, I feel like I got a massage. Mm. So there was something in, I got something from the giving.
0: Mm.
1: Like I feel a lot
0: of tension has
1: left my.
0: Beautiful. Shoulders, neck, you know. And Wonder, were you very conscious as you, you must have been consciously mm. touching him? And you just being conscious might have eased out. Yeah, it. I just, yeah. yeah,
1: there was, it, it was a nice lesson. I feel like I got a lot in the giving, you know,
0: beautiful. um, even though you're sick. Yeah. Mm. Which is lovely to think, you know, we were talking in the last episode, like you were saying about the devotional love between you guys that you mm. feel like you're so devoted to Dwayne and Mm-mm. he's so devoted to you too. Like it's, mm. it's beautiful it's it's really beautiful actually and actually that's a lovely segue i I wanted to ask you a bit more about tantra and this Mm -hmm. like masculine feminine poles of energy Mm -hmm. i think like as soon as i say to people that i've looked into tantra yoga they just think it's like Mm -hmm. a fuck fest i'm not gonna i was gonna make a nicer (laughs) term there but that's what people (laughs) say you know um yeah do you want to speak a bit about that Mm
2: Yeah, one thing I would just love to add just mm. before I answer your question, Dean, is um. regarding the senses. It's every one of us will have one sense where we derive the most pleasure and enjoyment oh. from. So it's really like a fun little exploration that you can go on and see, okay, actually, like when I'm, you know, was it smell, is it taste, is it mm. touch and identifying it for yourself. And then if you're with a partner, you know, expressing that, and like weaving that into your relationship or into your own self-care practice of like like making taking extra care to to, to satiate that sense
0: beautiful mm. oh yeah my wish is that people feel comfortable enough that so they can talk to their partner mm. about these things mm. you know and ask for those things mm-hmm. yeah
2: yeah yeah like for me it's touch so like i always make sure that i really communicate that with my partner like i need a lot of touch like before we make love after we make love like throughout the day like hugs are so essential like Mm -hmm. it's just so important so yeah it's really yeah really uh, supportive I think of a relationship and even just for yourself just to know like oh yeah I love sight gives Mm -hmm. me so much pleasure so I'm gonna like make sure I you know buy myself flowers this week or whatever Mm -hmm. it is and again like all of these Mm -hmm. things are such beautiful gestures of wear the colours I like Mm exactly yeah clean the house (laughs) that's
0: my thing I always clean for other people and then I'm like god I feel really good when the house is clean why don't I clean for myself and like
1: that nice smelly candle for yourself
0: wear the pink shade
1: (laughs) yeah eat the nice chocolate there you go pleasure fest Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jeannie is sporting some very cool pink yeah. cat eye glasses I feel like and 80% I never percent
0: knew... of the podcast is these glasses <laughs> <laughs>
1: I never knew I liked pink until now yeah, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. it really colours. suits you
1: mm-hmm. thanks
2: mm-hmm. it's your colour um,
0: so yeah
1: oh yeah
2: um, with regards Tantra. yeah it's interesting the way it has such a specific connotation and just like people straight away Mm. think of sex and it's interesting because there's classical tantra and then there's neo-tantra and classical tantra the aspect of sexuality is just kind of one branch um now i haven't studied uh classical tantra in depth but there's a lot to it and it's in in its essence and its core relates to to moving um beyond the physical from a sort of dualistic way of living to to the non-dual and sort of incorporating the physical um, and and accepting and honouring all of our physical experience, all parts of ourselves as physical form, but knowing that the divine is within and all around us and yeah, various practices. Um, It's a lot more mantra, sort of puja, ritual-based meditation, various practices. Um and it's a lot of like guru to disciple, um, very lineage-based um within the classical tantra. And then we have the sort of neo-tantra, which is new age tantra, where it's really focusing on, on sexuality, and the sex part is really big. Um and yeah, it's sort of exploring relationships um and sexuality as a way of reaching transcendence of um communing with the divine and it was really sort of popularized by osho the mm-hmm. spiritual teacher in the 80s and 90s i'm so sorry
0: i just think of sheila i think i have potential to go, be to, go mad like oh yeah if, if i let myself run away at myself i think i could be <laughs> sheila oh
1: my god
2: she's got the organizational skills <laughs> yeah <for exactly>. <laughs> just, get, just get her
1: a machine gun
2: is that <laughs> very vain of me to say i have <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: it's very too much. Advantage. Yeah, we're referring to the um the well it's on Netflix, Wild Wild Country, if anyone's yeah. seen it. The now star it's, of the show, Sheila. Yeah, she's is
2: Sheila,
1: the,
0: isn't it? It's, it's S-H-E-E-L-A, yeah, isn't it? Sheila. Yeah. I think it's an Indian form mm. of the name, yeah. Mm. Um but yeah, Osho being a
2: Yeah, really popularized it and sort of yeah, it was kind of he brought it to the West um with his book, I think Sex and Superconsciousness. Mm-hmm um and so yeah it's really exploded in the west now and there's so many teachers and workshops and all of these um ways that you can learn various practices and yeah i think it's definitely something to also be sort of a, a field to be sort of navigated with discernment mm-hmm. um you know and with caution because unfortunately there are some not so uh, there's definitely teachers and people acting out of integrity um and it is such a vulnerable area of our lives and of ourselves so um yeah but there's also so much beauty and so much love and and really amazing communities and I have been able to live in some really amazing tantric communities where there's yeah just been such a moving through so many layers of yeah, of conditioning and and fear around, you know, nudity, for example, and just what it means to just, yeah, have that real deep honour and acceptance of ourselves as sexual beings and how how can our life be much more open and much more free and much more accepting and much more connected when we choose to live in that way. um And, yeah, I really feel like we, yeah, it would be so powerful if the kind of core essence of that teaching um made its way more into the mainstream but more in a yeah I suppose preserving it in a in a an honorable way in a way that does keep integrity intact mm. because that is so important for sure um
0: yeah you, I just feel like you're physically and energetically sharing with someone mm-hmm. when you're having a sexual relationship mm-hmm be very fucking careful who you yeah. sleep but like i yeah. sorry to be crude about it but it's like you know you're literally like sharing your body and your energy and it's very hard mm-hmm. to not get muddled up and actually that's sometimes the point is that union you know and so i think i shared this in on one of the, on the podcasts before on the episodes before about energy like I have, a, I have a dear friend who always says don't sleep with someone you wouldn't want to be Mm. like if you literally dropped yourself into them as a human would you be happy to exist Mm. as them are they in integrity with what you want Mm. and how you live your life and Mm -hmm. i think it's a really nice way to be and i suppose i'm maybe bringing this up as well because i know i would have had these thoughts in the past of like what you've just shared which sounds so beautiful but in my head it would have been like oh everyone's just writing all around them Mm -hmm. when actually it's not it's often the opposite Mm -hmm. it's like deep conscious Mm -hmm. union with people Mm -hmm. um which is actually stunning when you think mm. about it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: I have a question um just because I know that you've traveled around the world really a lot, you know, you've been to lots of different continents. Um do you notice a like I suppose um a different attitude with regards to people's own sexuality from different parts of the world? Mm. Oh, yeah. Great question. Mm.
2: Mm absolutely for sure it, it definitely yeah religion has so much to do with it for sure and the kind of history of the country in and of itself like for sure the more puritanical countries like ireland mm. england america the way that they the people like the collective kind of relationship with sex is usually one from my perspective that carries a lot of distortion Mm. Um, where there can be a lot of shame and repression, but then you know it kind of comes out sideways. Then when it's not talked about or held mm. in a, in a very conscious space, and then there's obviously like the more Latina cultures, um, where it's so much more accepted and people like have that, like sensuality just mm. like in the way they move and the mm. way they walk and the way they talk and yeah, there's just it just feels like even um, it just feels so much more accepting. And there's like, for me, kind of interacting with people from different Hispanic and Latina cultures and even like my own um mum is from France and even growing up and, mm. you know, spending all my summers in France and the way they would be so much more open about nudity and sexuality mm. and all of these things. Like, it was just so like mind-blowing to me as a mm. child where like there'd just be all the shame and repression and hush hush that i was picking up subconsciously as a as a child in ireland and then i'd go to france and like you know my there was this really famous um kids tv show about this little african boy who was naked and he just walk around naked and i used to be like oh my god like that's mad there's a mm. naked boy on the telly and everyone watched it and it's totally normal sure, come here you only have to go to the beach
1: even as an adult In Spain, Italy, south of France. And just watch how beautifully confident the women of all shapes and sizes, all ages, walk around with no bikini top. Like, you know, um, it's just, it's not a sight that I I really, like, champion it. I'm like, get it, girl. Like, look at you, you babe, you know. (laughs) But I can tell you now, it's not something I'd be comfortable doing, Mm -hmm. you know. But, like... Mm -hmm. You'd wonder if it would be different had I grown up in Spain, France, Italy. You know 100%. these other European countries, mm, yeah. but um, yeah, they're just walk so confidently,
0: like mm-hmm. you know, yeah. just like wow. Again, it's yeah. it's over sexualization here of nudity. You know, like to them, it's like my breasts are out, mm-hmm. but this is what feeds my children mm-hmm. and gives my partner pleasure. But mm-hmm. in the privacy of our own time together, but mm-hmm. here, right now, in this moment, mm-hmm. they're just my breasts. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, whereas we're like breasts are bad <laughs> it's,
2: <laughs> Cover them it's up. the catholic guilt like, yeah it's the catholic mm. guilt so like so deeply you into.
1: know the way we'd often like being irish we prefer we'd refer to the catholic guilt but like you know you're someone i feel who has traveled the world and studied you know this um tantric way of living like you know so you have seen it and you can actually, like, I don't know, do I just go along sometimes with the general narrative of being like, oh, we're oppressed, you know, and stuff. But, like, you can actually step back and say, yeah, we actually are. Oh, my God, we really,
2: no, no, we really are. And it's really interesting, like, even noticing in myself how comfortable I was being naked in India which is also like a very repressed country but there because I was in spaces where I felt more free you know I'd kind of go off up there was this beautiful waterfall I used to go to and I used to just like sunbathe naked there um, and in Thailand as well and it was just so normal and and felt so natural and then coming back home and I was in my own house and I was like feeling kind of weird about Mm. being naked and I was like
1: this we'll is paddy down the road. See so me,
2: exactly. <laughs> no, you're also so maybe cold because <laughs> it's so cold. <laughs> Cold's definitely, definitely a factor, that, yeah. Uh, yeah, it makes me less but no, enthusiastic, it's but, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's felt in the collective mm, field 100%. like, undoubtedly, there's residual energy.
0: Undoubtedly. Mm. Anyone who's ever swam naked, mm. like, it's it's like torture putting clothes on the next time you want to go yeah. swimming. <laughs> like, I remember going skinny dipping before, and I can't, I can't remember where I was, but it was in a warm country anyway. Mm. And then when I came home, I was like, oh my god, I can't wait to go into the irish sea and in my head i was like i'd love to go like with someone and i messaged johanna who's another um beautiful yoga teacher here in cork who's german but as i was messaging her i was like the reason i messaged her is because she's german and i know that if i messaged the majority (laughs) of my other friends they'd either think i'm a perv or they'd say no i'm not going Mm. whereas johanna's reply was what time? (laughs) you know and like Mm. even then I remember thinking and she said can I bring two friends with me Mm. um you know I know you don't know them and I was like anyone who's cool with going skinny Mm. dipping is a friend of mine Mm. and then I was like I was shy taking my clothes off even though we were all about to walk into the water naked Mm. they were going to see it anyway Mm. but I I remember after that it was so liberating I was like bodies are beautiful Mm. um and I would have grown up with a lot of body shame Mm. Um, my mom bless her it wasn't um I don't think she, it was not on purpose but she when she got sick put on a lot of weight from steroids and so went from having this naturally lean beautiful body to having loads of lumps and bumps and then she had breast cancer so she lost her whole breast I can imagine what sort of like disconnect you'd have from that and so when I was a teenager all I was hearing was and she wasn't saying I was fat but all I was hearing from her was I'm fat or you know and then add all the media all that stuff in but I was always seeking nudity in the sense that um if anyone knows Spencer Tunick he's an artist who does these photographs of loads of naked people in really famous places so like there's that square in Mexico and he had everyone naked hunchdowns so they looked like cobblestones and he came to ireland and i was just like must partake <laughs> and i went and did his one in dublin and there was three two or three thousand people oh, naked. did you yeah you can see me it? i'm actually quite close yeah. to the front this would have been sorry i'm laughing when the previous pods i talked about how i know the timeline by who i was dating yeah. so i was with my first boyfriend Jer. so i would have been about 23 24 yeah. And it was at 4 a.m. sunrise on Dublin Port. But what I found so fascinating was, as soon as everyone got naked, it wasn't weird. When people Mm -hmm. were half-dressed, half-naked, slightly weird. Mm. But I just looked around and I was like, Ooh, that person has lumps there too and mm. that person has hair there too mm. and you know when we're just seeing these really manicured versions of nudity mm-hmm. we think there's something wrong mm-hmm. with us, I don't look like that so I must be weird mm-hmm. and I just thought it was so beautiful like you said now to see all shapes sizes, I remember there was people with prosthetic limbs, people who'd mm. had parts of their body cut out, tattoos mm. just, it was so beautiful and I did another thing in Cork actually years ago as well, um like, we broke the Guinness Book of Records for the most body-painted people in one space. Mm. And again, we all had to paint each other and we had to wear um a thong, mm. men and women, for hygiene. um But it was just like, I think there was about a thousand people, wow. maybe. There was a lot of people. Mm. And again, it was just like all shapes and sizes. Mm. And... It made me feel so good about my body. Mm-hmm. So it was interesting mm-hmm. to think that like you're literally mm-hmm. getting naked to feel good about your body. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's beautiful. Yeah. It's so
2: beautiful. And I just yeah, what you what you said there about the diversity being so beautiful because Ugh. that's actually what makes life beautiful and interesting and wonderful is that we're so different. Mm-hmm. Like everybody is so different and yeah, it's just that kind of normalized sameness that is just like bombarded to us by the media is just actually what yeah we've kind of been brainwashed into thinking we want or is desirable but actually as you said like when you stood there in a pool of thousands of naked people you were just like wow like Uh so beautiful and makes you appreciate your own Mm uniqueness then as well yeah. so on
0: a totally funny note i don't think they they did it at 4 a.m so that there wouldn't be a lot of people you know in ireland you'd have hecklers you know and all that kind of stuff so they did it at 4 a.m and it was about 5 30 by the time he was taking the photo and they didn't realize that the ferry was coming into dublin court <laughs> and there was just two thousand people standing on the court <laughs> but they i remember them going bomb bomb and i just had this vision of like these tourists coming to Ireland <laughs> hearing that it was this really repressed society <laughs> and there's like 2,000 naked people waving at them It's like, come on <laughs> oh but it was it was so liberating and so beautiful mm-hmm. yeah and I think what really hit me actually and it, it wasn't just that event but a couple of things combined was I was always being told that your body should be appreciated for its form for its mm-hmm. it's it's aesthetics for its mm-hmm. beauty and not or not beauty and then as soon as i discovered different types of movement i was like looking at my body for function Being like i wake up every day and i'm not in pain mm-hmm. i can lift that 20 kilo bag of compost mm-hmm. i can you know open that can of chickpeas <laughs> all, the, all the yogi things we do um yeah and i think that was a game changer for me when you start to celebrate your body for its function you know mm. i can carry a child yeah i can um yeah run really fast
1: yeah and yeah. really strong
0: yeah able mm. I remember reading a beautiful thing about um a woman putting on her her ski leggings getting ready to go for their annual trip and she'd put on weight so they didn't quite fit her and her little daughter was like amazing your legs got stronger oh and she was okay. like why don't yeah. we think like that to her bigger it was oh, stronger gorgeous.
2: I was like yes mm. Mm. <sighs> The other questions. Yeah, so I suppose a big component of tantra that carries over from the neo tantric, from the classical tantric into the neo tantric tradition is this understanding of all of creation as um, arising out of this sort of divine union between Shiva and Shakti. Mm. So Shiva is the divine masculine and Shakti is the divine feminine and so starting to understand how actually like everything that we see um has this carries this energy and each one of us irrespective of gender um carries this energy of of femininity and masculinity and we have become really obsessed with again male and female and genderifying um, masculinity and femininity um but we can also think of it as yin or yang or solar and lunar energy and so Shiva, the, the masculine, is really all about consciousness and, and Shiva is the space, that open, vast, expansive consciousness um, from which everything that is formed, that is creation arises and everything that is creation is Shakti. And so there's this beautiful polarity between the two where without Shiva, Shakti could not be. And then without uh, Shakti, Shiva wouldn't even know himself because Mm -hmm. it's through um, all of creation arising out of this vast, infinite pool of consciousness that we know ourselves, that we know reality, that we get to experience this human existence and so we can kind of think of it on a, on a macro level and then also just in the micro within our own individual beings um, and how our masculine and feminine energy sort of plays out both within our own selves and within our relationships. And having that understanding of polarity has been really um, such an eye-opener in terms of how I show up in relationships and especially how I show up in my life, especially in work, um, in what I do because we live in a very masculine based uh, society where there's all of this focus and emphasis on the masculine qualities which are very much like structure and action and organization and discipline and will and it's very linear and productivity its movement, productivity <laughs> yeah um and so yeah this 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 overemphasis on the masculine which has been dominant in society for a long long time now has meant that the feminine qualities have been really oppressed and sort of rejected really are not really placed in in not really valued um and we have those qualities of the feminine that you already mentioned about being nurturing and you know compassionate and and all things creative and emotive like emotions and flow and <clears throat> sensuality and pleasure like all of these are really in the domain of the feminine and so when we start to understand what the masculine qualities are and what the feminine qualities are we can start to kind of tune in with ourselves and be like okay when and how much of my day like when do i feel like i'm connected to this nurturing compassionate intuitive sensual side of myself or how much am i in this sort of action oriented goal setting like really action driven part of me um and oftentimes as you know as as those of us who I identify as women and um, we can oftentimes be really caught in our masculine um and so there's a lot of overdoing and we're pushing and we're kind of hustling and it's so fucking draining. Like it's really exhausting <laughs> when we're not, um, really honoring and and really giving um giving our energy and our focus to these feminine aspects within us. And so again, that's a really big part of what I what I do and what I support women with is that we connection to those feminine qualities that there has been sort of vilification and shaming. Um around them you know a lot of like showing your emotions is weak you Mm -hmm. know like all of these stories that we have that are so damaging um for both you know men and women for all of us across the board um and so yeah i feel like polarity is another really big part of the kind of tantra um field that's really valuable and worthwhile Mm -hmm. to to sort of understand and then begin to embody um yeah
0: yeah it's kind of worth explicitly saying um it's really worth explicitly saying that like these polar these poles are within everyone regardless like of it. their genitalia exactly. and how they identify. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Is the goal <laughs> as a masculine question <laughs> ah fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> but is the goal to find harmony
2: or is the essence of the tantra practice to find harmony? Well, that's it. It's about bringing about that sacred union where we are honoring first and foremost what our essence is. Mm-hmm. So again, like, you know, depending on you know each one of us is individual but there does tend to be a tendency for more of us who identify as women to be more feminine in our essence Mm -hmm. and people then in sort of testosterone based bodies with um you know quote unquote male um sexes um being more masculine in their essence and so honoring the essence first and foremost but then being able to have a healthy connection to the qualities of the opposite pole within ourselves okay. so we're creating a sense of harmony a sense of balance and then also bringing that to our relationships and and you know especially our intimate romantic relationships um and so that's really the practice is about finding that sense of harmony um which brings about union which brings about that sense of ease um, and which ultimately is a is a way that we can then um transcend the yeah, yeah the humane and connect more to our divinity i know this
0: is a very masculine (laughs) which isn't bad um example but um at the retreat in spain the chef her car broke down because you know there wasn't enough chaos going on and we went to jump start it Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and in ireland the red connects to the red and the black connects to the black um which is the positive and negative poles of the battery but whatever one of our cars the caps were on wrong and we never looked at positive, negative. We just looked at the colours. Mm. And so we actually ended up connecting the positive to the positive and the negative to the negative. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing started smoking, went on fire and the plastic melted mm-hmm. and we couldn't start the car. Mm-hmm. And so where we had, we were trying to bring harmony and energy into both cars, we ended up draining both batteries pretty much. Mm-hmm. And so it was just such a stark realisation for me of like, if the poles are, if there, if there isn't energy flowing, Per, like smoothly in harmony between the two poles mm-hmm. you're going to get burnt out exactly. like you're going to get fire exactly. and you know there's balanced masculine traits and there's toxic masculine tra- mm-hmm. traits and it's the same with the feminine mm-hmm. isn't it there's okay. a balanced beautiful side and there's a toxic the out of control side. Mm. yeah
2: exactly yeah exactly so yeah identifying where the shadows lie the toxicity might lie within our masculinity mm. and our femininity um and then yeah identifying where we can connect to those as you said really healthy really balanced qualities within ourselves
0: Mm. beautiful Mm. so yeah if people want to know more you've some beautiful posts up on your Instagram fractals of freedom we'll tag you um, and we'll put your contact details if that's okay mm-hmm. but i know you offer these group settings and um, they're in person for now aren't they mm-hmm. so if you're in cork mm-hmm. um but you offer one-to-one coaching mm-hmm. is that online or yeah, can be or, or,
2: both yeah, okay both can be in person or online
0: because yeah. you know we're international now so people might <laughs> uh, be listening <laughs> yeah. from all over um so we'll put all of those details and if you're feeling called or you've started to notice that you want to explore this more take this as your sign Mm. it was game changing for me Mm. um i can speak from experience Mm. um and yeah thank you for sharing honestly and openly and Mm. from the heart and yeah anything to add wise one Mm. no i enjoyed listening Mm. thank
1: you for sharing Mm. Yeah, it's something I'd like
2: to dive into for sure. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah,
1: look forward to
0: all you have to offer.
2: Mm. Mm. Thank you so much. Yeah, mm-hmm. more pleasure for all.
0: Mm. Will we end with it? Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. 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 <laughs> so we always sign off with bye. 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 <laughs> Pause. I think yeah. so. This is Yoga Uncorked.